Free and Jason Dante. We got a few things on our mind, a few things that we want to say. We ain't here to start the drama, but we will talk about everything except for your mama. So sit back and relax and enjoy to the max while we talk about real life with a few laughs. I know you feel the heat and yeah, you feel the beat. So go ahead and plug into this. TMLP. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. Yeah, we're good for you. Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to Man Listen. What's going on, good people? This your man, Jason Dante. Thank you again for listening to the Man Listen podcast. For this episode, this is a continuation of a conversation me and John had in our last episode talking about purpose. And so to have the conversation and go a little bit deeper, we needed a special guest. Now for this special guest we have for you today, he was the face of Reebok in 2016. He's a current fitness coach and trainer. He's also an author of one of the best-selling books on Amazon called Walk in Faith a five-minute devotional for teen guys. He's also the creator of the Do Work brand, a brand that inspires and motivates people to turn their gifts from acceptable to exceptional. He's also a podcast host of his own podcast, the Do Work Podcast. He has close to 10,000 followers on Instagram, over 245,000 followers on TikTok. He is a devoted husband, a great father of four beautiful children, you know him. You love him. Give it up for the one and only Andy Dooley. I'm very excited just about what we're talking about, because I think just with your background and your experience, these are some huge topics that um, you can definitely speak to. But also at a time like this, uh, at the time that this is being recorded, we're still in the middle, dead smack in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of different looming thoughts and emotions going on with the state of our country. Mm -hmm. um, so many things happening right now, um, just aside from day to day, you know, yeah. regular activities, mm -hmm. man. So um, before we get into that material that we want to really, um, you know, dialogue about, um, Andy, kind of talk about your background, bro, and kind of share some light as to how you got into fitness in the first place. Um, I know, you know, we know you do way more than fitness. So kind of just talk about the different app, the different things you're involved in, um, yeah. ministry, you know, business and kind of like just some background on your journey to this point. Yeah. Uh, I, one, first and foremost, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much. I like the chemistry that you guys have um, as a podcast and y'all have me cracking up when I listen to y'all. <laughs> and I just I just wanted you to know, you know, I don't take this lightly. I appreciate it for sure. Uh, my background, I'm half black and Trinidadian. So my mom is Trinidadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my mom has a strong accent. So when you hear her, she'd be like, comfortable. Are you comfortable, baby? You know, like it's, it's Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, it's, it's precious, man. And so I grew up in a household, super loving. My dad's from Indiana okay. and um, Gary, Indiana, an amazing athlete. Grew up in a household athlete, but he was not one to push the athleticism on, on us. He just wanted to see. So we would watch the Ohio State football games on TV with him. We'll watch the Cowboys play. Okay. And my brother and I are in the living room juking each other 
and try not to hit stuff. You already know how that go down. Don't tear nothing up. <laughs> yeah, don't tear that up. We're gonna tear you up. <laughs> yeah. So then it, my dad was like, "Are you guys interested in playing football?" And we're like, "Yeah." So we're in the backyard. He had a big dummy, like duffel bag, because my dad's in the martial arts big time. So. Yeah, okay. He just took it down. Him and my my mom were both in the martial arts. And so they would bring it down, and my dad would hold the duffel bag outside, and we'll run and tackle it and hit it. And it evolved from that to my brother and I just being outside in the backyard doing that to each other. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then it evolved some more. It evolved some more to one-on-one. You can imagine just playing one-on-one football. So I'm kicking the ball off to him, and he's got to try to shake me, and then I got to try to stop him. Wait, what? Y'all, do y'all call it Dino Man? Nah, uh-uh. that's what we call. I've heard of Dino, Dino Man, man. though. Yeah. yeah, that's what we yes. used to call it, Dino Man. Okay, gotcha. Yes, yep. And then, <laughs> then when you play with some other cats, yep. it's suicide. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you, now they, now you throw it up to number five hundred. You throw it up in the air. Whoever catches it now, they dip it and dive it and try to shake. So, like, those little games, though, really, you don't realize how much it improves your athleticism. Because mm. now it's hand-eye coordination. Now you're learning how to shake and, and move and not get caught. And then it builds on your competitive spirit. Right. Yeah. And so my brother and I, when we did one-on-one, Dino Man in the backyard on a regular basis, that made us better with our hand-eye coordination and footwork not realizing right because we have all this yard and you trying to stop the other person you trying not to like you can't imagine that yeah exactly you know what i'm saying so we did that for hours every single day and i finally man so i finally got put into football at the age of six i was playing ball since then and then probably around fifth grade I started playing basketball outside and then someone was like, yo, you need to play basketball. You're just a natural athlete. And from that point on, I, I took it real serious football, basketball. I had always took football serious mm. after that year, my first year and, and went into middle school, had a crazy growth spurt, started dunking in seventh grade. And then <laughs> wait a minute, you hold on Andy. Hold on, don't be lying to the people now. You no was need. seven and seven? Yes, I'll never forget, bro. When I, I, The sixth grade summer, I would get up every morning and I'd go to our neighborhood hoop mm-hmm. in the morning. And I'm like trying to dunk a tennis ball. Dunk that. Then it was like a, it would evolve to like one of those like um, dodgeball balls. Yeah, yeah. little kickball joint. Yeah, one of them, right? Yeah. So then I did that. And then I took out a basketball, and I'll never forget. One morning, it was like 11.06 in the morning, I dunked a basketball, and nobody was out there. And I'm looking around like, <gasps> I knew you were hype. <laughs> so hype, bro. So hype. But no one saw it. So at that moment in time, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm there you go. Nothing. There you go. <laughs> so I'm going to do it in a game. <laughs> there one game I'm like going down on a fast break. Now here this was embarrassing, bro. Oh no. Uh-oh. I'm like, okay, this is my moment. 
Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if I was really, really yamming. You know what I mean? Right, so I jump right. up, mm-hmm. and instead of going like this, where the, you're going to dunk it normal, I turned it up like a layup. Oh. So the rim hit my wrist. So the ball, okay. rim hits my wrist, and the ball <laughs> right there, bro. So it go, it, it, it'll go in. It's like, ding, I hurt my wrist. The ball will fall down. And then I'm like, oh. But after that, it gave me confidence because yeah. now I know, like, oh, I'm up there. Yeah. So it was another game I'm in. Yep. And I'll never forget, I came down from the right side and I yammed it in seventh grade. And I fell on the ground because I was so excited. Like a, <laughs> like a deer. <laughs> yeah. And I fell on the ground. But, I mean, the whole the crowd went crazy. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, no more jelly, all jam. Yeah, all jam, bro. It was crazy. I, I mean, my high school coach was coming to my middle school games. The Ohio State football and basketball. No, Ohio State basketball coach came to my middle school, and he couldn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. But my principal had me come out the, you know, the um, my classroom and walk down the hall just so he could see me. Wow. But I was on the radar for mm-hmm. middle school, and then I went into high school – I started varsity as a um, freshman in basketball and played all, all four years, had a great high school career, mm-hmm. and then got a full-ride scholarship, played at Miami of Ohio, and then um, I played actually with Ben Roethlisberger. We were high school rivals, actually. Yeah. So wow. He was, yeah, he was in Finley, Ohio, and I had moved from Columbus, Ohio to Lyme, Ohio, because my dad had a church in Finley, too. Gotcha. So it became this crazy rival. Yeah, I can only imagine. You know what I mean? So, like, you're close in proximity. You know each other. And then my dad took over a church in Finley. So then we were going out to Finley. Mm. You can only imagine. So it was bad blood, bro. Bad blood. And at that time, Ben was playing wide receiver. He wasn't even playing quarterback. Wow. He only played one year. People, not a lot of people know this. He only played one year of quarterback. I never knew that. Wow. That's crazy. Was the he coach right? it, He was nice. At receiver? Ben had hands. He was nice. He wasn't fast, but he was nice. I played outside linebacker, too. I played running back and outside linebacker, but like a roaming linebacker, like strong safety. Mm-hmm. No, I got it on film. I cut that man in half, bro. <laughs> Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro. Man, I this had... is exclusive. You had it here first. Exclusive facts. <laughs> now Ben is a beast. You know he's long. He's like six five. Yeah, At the time, he was man. super. He was super thin. He's okay. a baller. He's a basketball player. He's a hooper. He could play. He played guard. And oh, oh, oh. so he's yeah. an athlete for real. Uh, oh, okay. his whole family. His yeah. his sister. Beast. Mm-hmm. She played volleyball. She was an absolute animal too. Wow. Um, that that actually my senior year when I played them in Finley, Ohio, it was like a big deal. All of us coming, everyone wanted to see us play each other. And in the game, I think it was like fourth quarter or somewhere around there. I was tackled and I was at the bottom of the pile, and someone grabbed my leg and it went like this. Oh. And snapped my meniscus in my knee. I felt it. I was so mad, but I kept playing. So I'm like on adrenaline. But oh, then the yeah. next 
the next day my knee swelled up huge. Yeah, so with, yeah. for the longest I was like, I hate Finley. Mm-hmm. And Ben Roethlisberger, all of them. I couldn't wait to play them again. You know what I mean? But then, yeah, yeah. long story short, we're going to the same college together. Not only going to the same college, now we're like caravanning from school together back home. You know what I'm saying? So like, we ended up going from enemies to joining forces in college. Mm. So went through like, man, I would call it like a sweet and sour in college at Miami because you're going a lot of politics and Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. And then I end up training. My head coach leaves and goes to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. We get another coach. They change up the offense. Long story short, I transfer to Wittenberg University. I'm out there. Great school. It's basically another Miami, but super high academics. Mm-hmm. After college, I chose not to try to do the NFL combines. I moved out to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm out there. Working is in at Verizon Wireless, you know what I mean. And like, and while I'm there, I'm doing sales and I'm doing well. But I was like, this is not my life. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not this is not what I'm called to do. Right. But and I mean, I had this one lady. There was multiple people, but there was this one lady. I promise you, it felt like she was an angel because she came in, older lady. She came up, and I was like. Hey, how you doing, ma'am? How can I help you? And she was like, you're not supposed to be here. She didn't say nothing else. She just said, you're not supposed to be here. You're made for more. Wow. And I just looked at her. Yeah. I can see her face right now. Older, older white lady. Mm. And I was like, "Wow, thank you. Mm. And then she said, um, make, sure, make sure you um, follow through with your calling. And then she turned around. I didn't even... She, I didn't help her. Nothing. Honest to God, every time I think about that moment, even right now, it's just like, man, that had to be like a, an angel or God just used her. Yeah, it's legit, bro. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, weeks later after that, I ended up taking, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm done here at Verizon. I'm gonna start learning how to become a personal trainer. Because at the time, I'm at the gym anyways, working out because I love it. Yeah. And I'm, wor- I'm working out with NFL players, San Diego Chargers. Everywhere I went, people thought I was a Charger anyway. So it was just. <laughs> you would <were the> see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I was in this L.A. fitness and forest ranch. It was like Sean Phillips and Igor Shansky and oh. Daniel Tomlinson, all these cats. Oh. I'm telling you, bro, it was gotcha. crazy. Gotcha. It was. So you just know, because I'm not, it's not, none, none of it's forced. Right. I just, I'm in the gym. Yeah. I see him. He see we talking. We connecting. We working out. And then I used to help this MLB player out, David Justice, and he was. Um, yeah, David. I, I was. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. They were my go to. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. Like David <laughs> Justice was the dude, man. He I know. Casually, like, yeah, just help out David Justice. <laughs> what? Oh, I mean okay. that dude. That dude is cool. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. You know that, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so long story short, I used to be his guy that he would come to have the phone fixed, or like they'd text me or call me. And I told him, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be leaving to start becoming a personal trainer." Wow. And he was like, "Well, you know what? I need to get in better shape. You want to train me?" 
bro. I'm, I'm sitting here like, yo, I'm just getting started. You got that right? Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, how much you charge? And I'm like, I'm online. Like, oh shoot, what do you? <laughs> that's so real. Yes, that's so real. Let let. Oh, I, I got you. Let me let me think. <laughs> you you try to stay professional. Like, you know what? Let me let me get back to you. I'm going. I'll send you my packages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a day. Give me forty eight hours. I'm gonna send you a package. Ain't nothing in that, but I'm gonna send it to you. Oh man! Oh, like oh, man. people don't realize that is a skewed oh. version of being a personal trainer. Your first client, my very first client, was an MLB player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex MLB player, but I mean, and so I tell him the price. I look up the prices around there, and I'm thinking this is astronomical. Oh my goodness! Right, <laughs> right, right. And then I was like, yeah, this is what the packages are. I send it to him. And he was like, okay, I'll buy 26. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Uh, cool. That, that, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so I started training him. And it's been awesome. I mean, wow. like, he had me come to his crib, his house, beautiful, gorgeous, met his kids. It's crazy to see his kids now, because I, I remember them when they were super tiny, like my kids' age. Wow. And um, from that point on, I he was my first client. I went from LA Fitness to, like, another gym called Frog's Gym in San Diego. I'll never forget my boss, Carolyn Reba. She is the GOAT. She's one of the main reasons why I do fitness. She's the one that kind of like helped shake me and fit me. Because at the time, you're just on pure genetics working out. I'm like working out, playing basketball all day, but I'm eating Chinese food, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Wendy's. And she fixed all that. Like, you can't eat like this on a regular basis. Right. She started breaking it down and showing me and teaching me. And honestly, I... I give ode to her. I, I make sure that she always get props for having a huge chapter in my life and changing the trajectory of it. And the reason I really got into fitness was because my dad has diabetes. And I watched what diabetes did to my dad. Wow. Wow. And so that part has been, you know, rough to watch and see. And you know, with diabetes, there's different ailments that come because they give you medicine. Right here, and then it causes this. It's, like it's, there's, it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. And yeah. So from that point on, I started training. Then I would train some CEOs and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, personal training is what it is. Yeah. And then real life hit. I don't have them as clients anymore, and now I'm grinding as a personal trainer. And I'm like, oh, this isn't the business. Mm. And it's been grind for grind year after year after year after year. People don't realize what goes behind closed doors. They just will see like some of the the glitz and glam, or they may see like, oh, you used to train such and such, or you train that celebrity, and it's but they don't understand it's so much more. Right. Yeah. And then you then you start evolving and learning, and then you know what. I ended up getting, I met my wife. I ended up getting married. I moved to Seattle. I'm helping out with the youth at my church. I did an internship in San Diego, then went to Seattle, helping out there. 
we get married, our our story is crazy. We'll talk about that another time. But then six months within our marriage, we moved back to California. Now we're in Ventura. We helped plan a, a church called the City Church. And we were out there for almost nine years. And out there was when I really put down roots and I'm I'm taking ministry and fitness and merging it together. Wow. Cause I'm looking at I'm looking at a, a lot of pastors. It's either either right. or yeah. Yeah, isn't there's not a lot of balance. Right. Man, you're a lot of a lot of theology, you're spit you're you're very into your word, but then you're not taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you're too worried about your body and then you're giving us a bunch of water. Mm. Bunch of milk, you know? Right, right. And so I want to be able to bring balance. And that's where I started realizing my, as I matured, I realized my three pillars. Mine is faith, family, and fitness. And so that's my vein. That's where I live in. It's either faith, it's my family, and it's fitness. And I just take all three of those. And that's how I live. And I realized, you know, next thing you know, I'm impacting the community of Ventura, California. And I had a couple of clients tell me about this Reebok competition that's out there. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried about taking care of my family and grinding. I was kind of ignoring it. And then another client told me, hey, I think you would be good at doing this. Take a look. And I took that as like God's telling me to do this. Mm. I send my information up to the website, my pictures, my 140 characters. Mm-hmm. Then I get an email later on saying, you made it to the top 12 in the Reebok competition. I thought it was fake. I thought it was spam. <laughs> wow. wow. I did. I had to have my wife look at it and read it to make sure it wasn't fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I almost deleted it. Wow. It was real. And then I was on my way to Columbus, Ohio to my brother's wedding. And they asked me to film a two minute video of what does be more human mean to you? And I'm thinking, yo, I don't have a video team or. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to get creative. Yes, sir. Thank God I've been at this point in time. ODing on YouTube university. I'm learning how to watch, how to shoot stuff and yep. get more creative. Yeah. And so I made my video on my way there with the phone, edited everything on the phone, submitted it. Long story short, now it's up on their website and now it's worldwide voting for two weeks. Wow. Now they're voting on who needs to move on to top four. And I'm telling you, I barely slept for two weeks because I have people in China, Brazil, Ohio, all these different places having to stay up and vote. Mm -hmm. So when I close my eyes, you need to be having people voting. You need to have people voting. It was nuts. Long, I, long story short, I ended up making it to the top four. Reebok flies me out to Boston. And I'm with celebrity trainers for like a week. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're studying us. We had to, I had to train the Reebok staff. Wow. I had to present to them a marketing plan. Had to do video shoots, photo shoots. They had to watch and see how we interact with people in the community did a thing with strength to serve and which was a community project, which was amazing. Right. Then they send us home. Wow. 
couple months later is when they fly us out to Phoenix, Arizona to announce the winner. And then I get out there with the rest of the, I'm at a fitness conference and then the other contestants, which was three other people. Mm-hmm. And then they announced the winner and I became the face of Reebok 2016. That is crazy. Cool. And for our listeners as well, that video of Andy finding out that he won, that is on YouTube. So definitely yes. look that, look that up, check it out. It's, it's called meet the, fa- meet the Face of Reebok. Meet the Face of Reebok. So mm-hmm. make sure y'all check that out. That's amazing. So Andy, I kind of want to backtrack here a little bit as we kind of get into this, because you've already, you said a whole lot and shared a whole lot of nuggets that I think that people can take away. I just wanted yeah. to be highlighted and kind of emphasize through your story. So um, one of the things that at the time for our listeners, this was, this has been long overdue, this conversation that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give context, one of the things Jason and I have been dialoguing about was this whole principle or subject of purpose, mm-hmm. finding your purpose. What is your purpose? Like knowing what it is and how do you really walk in it? How do you mm-hmm. really find that thing? Like in life, you know, there are so many different hurdles. There are so many different circumstances, um, different decisions and choices you have to make, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. in terms of your story, you've already said some key things. I was taking notes as you were talking because I didn't want to forget. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things you said, so, which I felt like that had to be a major decision. You say you skipped the combine and mm-hmm. you went to San Diego right yeah so in terms of making those type of decisions where it's like for especially when we're talking about athletes specifically right that's a big decision because it's like you know the upside is tremendous in terms of the amount of money you can make right in a short amount of time but then from your perspective kind of speak to what was going on inside of you from a purpose perspective that was like yo you know what I want to go to San Diego. Had you not gone to San Diego, a lot of those events that kind of followed and the opportunities that come from that right. probably don't happen, right? right. Or yeah. it doesn't happen in the time span that it did. So kind of talk and speak to what was your perspective of like your purpose at that point? Was that your central focus or was it like, man, I just feel like I need to go in this direction. I need to find something. I, I, I want to experiment. Like, kind of speak to that. Where, where was your headspace during that time period? Yeah, so I was at Wittenberg at the time. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, when I was at Miami, I, I had injured my wrist, and I'm, like, going through treatment. And there was a Sports Illustrated magazine I was sitting there, and it was going through all the NFL players, their life after football. And you're seeing all these ailments and our bodies broken up. And like, you're seeing 40 year old men, you know, carrying on like they're in their seventies. Right. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking like, man, I don't want to be that. Mm. At the time it wasn't like I wanted to quit football, but right. it was on my radar. And I was like, I want to be able to have kids and play with my kids yeah. and not be able to do that would be crushing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So at Wittenberg, this is funny, man. So I played in a game, and I don't want to embellish. I think I scored five touchdowns, and this is no exaggeration. So I scored, like, five touchdowns in that game. Was the team sorry? Was the opponent sorry? 
I saw them as weak. Okay. So you because just, yeah, you just like I'm just about to ball out on y'all. Like you know, I'm feeling that, hungry today. I'm gonna eat. Man, I, I was I was gonna eat regardless. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things they they at first when they brought me in, they were like, Okay, you're such an athlete. Maybe we'll put you at linebacker, some receiver. And I was like, No, I want to tote the rock. And when I finally got to tote the rock, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna show you <laughs> why. And I went off. I went off that game. But after the game, it was like it wasn't the same feeling. It wasn't like, you know how you be geeked up? Because my first touchdown at Miami when I played against Akron, man, I was geeked up. Crazy. That's crazy. Against Akron, too? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yo, that moment was a story in itself, bro. Man. But, yeah, so I'm at Wittenberg. I had this game where I went off after the game. I'm on chill mode. We get back from the bus ride. I'm chilling. I'm back to usual. I'm in my I'm in my bedroom on the sticks playing video games. Like nothing happened like that. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning. And prior to that, I was already feeling like, man, maybe I'm done with football. Because I felt like there was a I'm supposed to be doing something else, but I had no clue. Cause I'm also rapping at the time too. And then I woke up the next morning, and it was as if God took the desire of football out my heart. Because he knew I wasn't just going to quit. I'm not a quitter. So he had to literally take the desire of it out of my heart. So just like that, it became a situation where it's like, all right, you know what? My passion, my, my, my drive, my focus for this is gone. Like, it's gone. It's no more. Mm, no. So, so in that in that regard, you had to move on. You saw that situation where it's like, that's over with. Been there, done that. Well, here's the thing. Leading up to it, God was speaking to me. I just was ignoring it. Mm, He's right, speaking dude. to me. Okay, dude. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's speaking yeah. to me, and I'm ignoring it because I'm thinking, like, at this point in time, I'm like, this is what I've been working for. Mm. Yeah. NFL teams are watching. Mm-hmm. I could take care of my family. Exactly. I could set it up for my future family that I haven't even created yet. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But God's like, you got to trust me. You got to trust the plan. You got to trust the process. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that right there was tough. And it's like, yeah. I know I'm supposed to have an impact in the NFL. I'm thinking it's through balling, playing football. Mm-hmm. And then showing them Christ through my actions. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. But God was speaking to me. I rarely got hurt. Rarely got hurt in football for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I had these little mini injuries that was leading up to it. I mean, like, I separated my AC joint, which is extremely painful in your shoulder. Mm. Bounce back. And then I'm playing in a game and I sprained my right ankle. I just go to the sideline, tape it up, tape it up, ball, keep balling. Mm-hmm. I sprain my other ankle in the same game. Oh, that's I go to the sidelines and have them tape it up. So I am in pain playing on two sprained ankles. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, Andy, you're not listening to me. Mm. I'm trying to get your attention. Yeah. So now I supernaturally need to do this. I need to intervene because in your humanity, you're not picking up what I'm trying to give to you, what I'm speaking gotcha. to you. And that's that's what I wanted to highlight, like just to get that 
just to have that articulated the way you did for our listeners, I think it's, it's so important for us to be reminded of like paying attention to those small leadings, mm-hmm. those yes. small signs. I think yep. we all, because of what we're focused on at the time, when it regards like what God's will is, his call in our life or the purpose that we're created for, it's so easy to overlook those little things and say, like mm-hmm. you said it, just your, your verbiage is so perfect. Like, oh, put a bandaid on it, tape it up. We good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, no, God is like, God is not the type to try to yell at us. He's not mm-hmm. going to yell and scream at you like the devil is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think, bro, that's, that's powerful. Just you articulating where your head was, because I think we as people, sometimes we kind of like, we kind of make it more complicated than it needs to be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think we're 100%. all at some point, you know what I'm saying? We go through those situations where like, it takes us a minute to really realize, wait a minute, this, this is God speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for articulating that. Cause I know I've dealt with that in my life. I've, I can tell you instances where I was like, exact conversations where the red flags was going mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and I just oh, ignored yeah. them like oh no it's cool like it ain't that bad and then right. when your heart broke <laughs> you jacked up you know what right. I'm saying so Jason yeah. you got something um no nah, man I, I just <laughs> I mean like you hitting it yeah. on the nail man um it's so, just we we just gotta realize the reason why it's so beneficial to be in our word, reading our Bible, because it is a cheat sheet to life if you pay attention and listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. But it's more than just reading your Bible. It's having relationship with God. If you don't have relationship with him, you can't hear him. It's just like if you're trying to holler at a girl or a guy, you know, for a girl, whatever, you know what I'm saying? For you to get closer, you need to spend time with her. Right. Mm-hmm. You get to know her, you get to know the ins and outs, you know what, oh no, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> you know, it's right, right. those little things and those little nuances is how it is with God, period. Hey everybody, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Thanks again for listening to the Man Listen Podcast. Make sure that you rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your family and loved ones. In addition, we want to remind you all, if you haven't already, to go to vote.org to register to vote in your state. When you get to the website, it will have your state's specific election deadlines, dates, and rules. With that being said, let's go into the rest of this episode with our special guest, Andy Dooley. Yes, sir. Two-part question for you. So, number one, give your definition of what purpose is and also speak to, this was another thing that I found to be very huge in terms of understanding the people that God sent along your path. You described the one lady as being like an angel, right? Mm -hmm. Like, man, I will never forget that lady. You will never forget her face no matter what. Like those moments, you know, like this is a moment right here where God is trying to say something to me or this is like significant. So define purpose uh, from your perspective, from your experience, what that is, and then talk about, the significance of paying attention or recognizing like certain people, like when God says people on your path, like talk about that, bro. Yeah. So the way I see purpose is very, it's across the board. Mm-hmm. We all have the same purpose. That's to serve people. Mm. That's our purpose. 
Like people want to complicate it because it's like something to attain. Like direction. It is to serve people. That is, I mean, even with what I do in the sense of like helping people lose weight and all that kind of stuff, I try to simplify it to the bare bones. Right. Our purpose is to serve people. Mm. Now, the difference is when you take your purpose and then like your calling, there's a divine spiritual aspect to mm. the calling yeah. or spiritual. For example, I take a football team. Mm -hmm. there's different positions on the football team quarterback wide receiver running backs dbs all that linebackers all that every position is on a football team yeah each position does something different right with one goal that's us we have one goal and that's to serve people right where we fall out of alignment when it's all about us we bring it to the me-centric lifestyle narcissist trying to do it for me you'll see the top most successful people who are not just successful in the sense of fame and what they're doing, where they actually have a sense of peace in their life. Right. Yeah. Then, you know, there's some real success right there. Right. Yep. And what they're doing is they're empowering, blessing and serving people. Wow. That's true, man. It's great. So that's true. When you so when you're paying so when you're now operating in that sense and that purpose, you can now pay attention a little bit more to your surroundings in your discernment. Like I'm asking God on a regular basis, please, Lord, help me discern different opportunities. Right. The right door to walk through. Because not every open door is the right door to go through. Yeah. Very true. And there should be joy in those closed doors because God's looking out for you. Yeah. If he allowed you to walk through, imagine if he let you stay with that one girl. Right. Imagine if he let you stay with that one guy. My God. Mm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, that's you real. know, so in my, my humble opinion, I think, you know, that's our purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it di- differentiates when it comes to calling in a sense of what supernatural spiritual gifts that you have that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people walk around saying, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my calling is. First and foremost, let me help you out. Your purpose is to serve people. Helpful. Start there. Helpful. Start there. Yes, sir. Because when you're helping other people, you can see how how much joy it will bring you. Mm-hmm. It's when, when when it's all about self, it's about me. It's it's a hyperbole. You up and down, up and down. You know, you're based off of how people see you or treat you or feel about you. I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. And so and so this the second part, talk about recognizing, or I should say. How do you recognize, like, for that moment, those significant moments dealing with those individuals that were like God sins for you? Yeah. How did you, like, analyze and understand in that moment, like, oh, I need to, I need to pay attention. Like, I need to, like, what was it? Like, how would you say you kind of are able to identify those significant, like you said, every person you come to contact with is not necessarily like a God 
purpose to relationship or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people have ulterior motives, right? right. So, um, and we've seen this, you know this, like especially with athletes, right? With certain people of influence or of a certain position, yeah. you have the wolves out there, right? Mm -hmm. So right. speak to that, bro, in terms of like those interactions that you may have, being able to recognize okay, this is a person that I need to really listen to, I need to pay attention to, or even build relationship with. And then the relationships you do have or that you come into contact with that you need to take recognition of that are purposeful mm -hmm. or not so purposeful. Like you said, right, girl, yeah. like if you still, if you stay with that girl, then you're going to wind up dead. Man. Man. So speak the to highest that, rate to death is connected to women. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, to answer your question, you have to realize that it don't just happen. There's leadings up to it. So you're already wrestling and thinking about certain things in your life. And then God will bring confirmation. Yeah, yeah that's cool. But if you're not paying attention to, you know what? I was just wondering. I was just thinking about that. I was wondering, should I move? Should I stay here? Should I go to this college? And then life gets in the way and you forget about that. And then someone comes along the way and was like, man, I feel like you're supposed to go here. And you're like, hold on. Right? When someone says stuff outrageous or it comes across as like, hold on, what? Right. It could be totally left. Mm -hmm. And you know it's not God, so you just ignore it and leave it alone. But then it may resonate with your spirit. Mm -hmm. You're going to know. Mm -hmm. There isn't a secret sauce on like, okay, two plus three equal five. Boom, that's how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You're just going to know in your spirit. But you're not going to pay attention if you aren't aligned. Mm -hmm. If you're not aligned in the spirit, the more you are more aligned with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. It's as if those spidey senses, if I can give you a visual, yeah. you know, when Spider-Man knows, oh, crap, it's about to be a crash, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. yep. those spidey senses go off. Mm -hmm. Like, you sit there and like, oh. So now you need to take that to the Lord and ask, Lord, was this you? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I need to know if this is you. I need confirmation. I need you to speak to my heart because something right here is resonating with me. I feel like you're speaking. And then like for, for me, then I'm asking God specific prayers, specific prayers, get specific answers. Right. Very true. Great. Very and so great. it's like, if, I mean, for us, us, I mean, Jason, you know, when we, we felt like we were supposed to be moving back to the West coast. It's one thing to think and be dealing with that wrestling. It's one thing to do it in right. timing because everything's beautiful in God's timing. There you go. Things will fall into place mm -hmm. the right way if you do it in his timing. Mm -hmm. And then here's a secret nugget that people don't pay attention to on a regular basis. When you're married, you guys may both feel the same way about a direction. But if you are not in agreement on the path, it could be the wrong thing. Say that again. Hello. In the back. That's huge, man. It's huge because my wife and I both knew we were supposed to go back to the West Coast and move to Washington. We just had two different plans on how to do it. So there wasn't 
there wasn't this cohesiveness. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It wasn't until God used two people randomly from the gym to come speak to us. That's crazy. And it was like, hold on, why are you talking to me? <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did this come from? Where did this come from? You're not, they're not even Christians. <laughs> so you just know, okay, all right. Okay, Lord. And is and the way God would do it, he'll take over. He's going to speak to you. Legit. It's just a matter of if you're going to listen. Legit, Obedience is where it's at. Man. At the end of the day, that's the gym. Obedience. Yep. Absolutely. That's great stuff, man. So great. So, so wow. There's just so much in there, man. Okay, I'm go just ahead. Buzzing, so. Go ahead, man. No, I'm, yo, you got it. You so got I it. just wanted, so just to kind of keep everything in context for our listeners first of all thank you for checking out this interview we got a special guest andy dooley is on the show um this guy as you can see if you've been listening i don't really need to give no explanation but this conversation we we believed was very pertinent especially in a time like this because andy i believe there are so many people it's very easy to get caught up in one of two things either the cares and the concerns mm. of life yeah. or in the things that look good. But when you actually get there, I love what you said. You was like, man, like people see certain associations that you have. They say, oh man, you train this guy. Oh, you, you in this type of space, you in that type of position. Oh man, you know, you don't, you don't understand my struggle. And you sitting there, I feel like a lot of times we sit there, we'd be like, if you had, Man, if you right, if you had to just do what live one day in my mm. shoes, like just understanding, especially, and I want you to speak to this. Like, it's one thing when you're having to make a decision, right? Like you said, like speaking about moving, right? Yeah. But this is kind of a little curveball, but I think you you'll understand exactly what I mean when I say this. Talk about the times where you had to say no. <laughs> In order to stay in line with your purpose and yeah. with like the calling that you know God has placed on your life for ministry or whether it was in regards to your family. Yeah. Like, speak to that, bro, for people, because I feel like that's another aspect that when you are in a certain space and when you know you are living a purpose uh, for lack of a better term, purpose driven life. Right. Um, <laughs> like when you're when your focus is there, bro. You have to say no to a lot of things, yeah. like including yourself and what you would normally want to do. Yeah. But now it's like, no, nah, I can't, I can't do that out of integrity for myself. What I represent, you yeah. representing a brand, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There's just, there's certain things you just got to be like, nah, I can't. I no. can't. So speak to that for people. Cause I feel like when you talk about purpose, people get so caught up with that mindset of like the circumstances and this and that and the glitz, the glam. But it's mm -hmm. like, help them understand just from a, a more intro uh, perspective way, like the no's you have to give. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. You have to realize that the no that you may be given, you're saying the yes to something else. So I may, I may be like, no to this girl over here. I'm married because I'm saying yes to my wife right now. Yeah. I may be saying no to this opportunity right now mm -hmm. because I'm saying yes to something else. 
because I'm trusting right. God's inkling in his, his spirit. So example, <laughs> I was, so I went to NFL um, chaplain training, mm-hmm. went out there and this was, I mean, last year. Wow. And I'm working, I'm working at a church and then an NFL team's coming to play the Panthers. And they reach out to me and they're like, hey, do you think you could do our chapel service? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew inside my heart, I'm like, man, I want to say yes, of course. However, I know inside the situation and where I'm at right now, there's a possibility my superior is going to tell me I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I had to prepare my heart for that to stay positive regardless, because I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. to this chapel opportunity. Yep. Yeah. I bring it to him and he tells me no. So I have to tell now, him. You, not to cut you off, but just yeah. for our listeners, I want us to pay attention to that was not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's right. like being able to say no to situations like this ain't even nothing bad. We ain't talking about drugs and nothing. Like I'm talking about helping people. Like and that's why I'm bringing. That's why I'm using this one because I want you to see that there are no's to good things as exactly. well. Exactly. That you're saying yes to the bigger picture. Yeah. Man. So I'm saying no. Like I prepare. I had to prepare my heart to that he would say no. So then I would take that and tell him no. Mm. But I'm saying yes to possibly the opportunity. Man, I got to trust the fact that maybe I'm supposed to be here to serve someone else. And I'm going to trust God's got this whole situation under control. If it's it's my will, if I'm supposed to, because again, I didn't run off the, I wasn't like my thing is to be an NFL chaplain. It just happened. Right. And it's been God's leading. There's been multiple opportunities to do it. Mm-hmm. And I had to say no to that. However, me saying no and honoring this situation eventually opened up another door for another team coming into town, right. asking me to do it. And at that time, I'm in a different place now, and I'm able to say yes. Mm, man. And wow. me saying yes, I was able to do it. Not only that, it connected me to some other people for some possible future right. endeavors. Right. And the team that previously, they respected the fact that I was able to say no. Right. Yeah, exactly. And from that last one that I did say yes to, mm-hmm. it reverberated through the league and they told them about me. And so, in the future, I could possibly be able to make more of an impact. Exactly. That's crazy, man. It's amazing, bro. And and here's the crazy thing of, like, what you said in that. You said eventually mm-hmm. that opportunity came back around. Yeah. So it's – it's I, I think a lot of times with people, when we run into these situations, you kind of succumb to the tyranny of the moment. Like, oh, oh yeah, man, this moment's right here, yeah. and this moment's never going to come across again. Right. Um, and a lot of people would – say yes to the wrong good thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say no mm-hmm. to the right good thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that right, but anyway, yeah. so you guys get what I'm but, saying, where it's mm-hmm. like you had to say no because if you would have said yes, that could have snowballed to such 
not such an adverse fact, but waiting and understanding and having, because also in everything that you said, bro, there's such a clarity um, that I hear in you. Uh, and you kind of said it off rip. You're like, hey, faith, family, fitness. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to serve people. I do mm -hmm. it through these three avenues. If it's not these three avenues, then, you know, it, it don't rock with me. No. And so I think that kind of clarity really helps to know what you say yes to and what you say no to, mm -hmm. even when the opportunities are good and great. So that's amazing yeah. to hear that lived out, you know, through you. That it's like, hey, I have to say no, even though I want to say yes. But in waiting and being patient and knowing your clarity of purpose, mm -hmm. that same opportunity came back in a bigger, more reverberative way. And yeah, that, and it, and that takes relationship with the Lord and spending time with Him and in the Word because I'm now cataloging through Scripture. I'm like, okay, Ecclesiastes three eleven, everything's beautiful in its timing. Okay, so I'm not gonna trip. Even if I if I say that, here's the thing where we mess up. Here's where we mess up. If we're like, this is an opportunity for right now, I gotta say yes. I gotta say yes. Yeah. If I don't say yes, this may never ever come back. Yeah, exactly. You know what's happening right there? You know what's happening right there? Right now, you're showing and limiting the infinitude of who God is. Right. You're putting a cap on him. You're saying, you know what? God can't do this again. That's true. Mm -hmm. So I need to take advantage of this moment right now. Yep. I'm I'm dumb enough to think, you know what? God could do anything and everything. And if, if it don't happen right now, it can happen another time. Mm. If it don't happen that time, it can happen another time. Mm. Or it's just not for me. Mm. I trust God's in control. Mm. And in this scenario, he said no. Mm. I said no to that. Believing, you know what? God will open another door. Exactly. And he did. Yeah, exactly. Man, that's amazing. And, and just one more thing that I'll add. Um, I remember the situation happening yeah. um, and, and the, the thing about it that, you know, Andy's speaking to it beautifully, of course. Um, another aspect to it, like there, I mean, but there's some real emotion behind that. It's like, yo, I want to say yes. He said, no, I'm salty for real. Ooh, like, nice. Yes. I'm following God. I believe, you know, I'm, you know, I'm honoring the situation. I believe I'm doing the right things but I'm still salty about this. Right. And I yep. think that's that's an element that a lot of people a lot of times aren't ready for. That emotional, very real response mm -hmm. that sometimes happening when you're following God mm -hmm. full steam ahead. There's yeah. gonna be some hiccups where like, like you said, you're gonna have to say no to it, believing that there's gonna be something better. But in the interim, you're gonna be pissed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's okay. And I, I, right. I think a lot of times, a lot of people miss out on that that mm -hmm. it feels like it's so transactional with god like mm -hmm. you said to do this i must feel this and then this happens thank you jesus right. but right it's like, no it's a relationship exactly. and, and then at the end of the day it's, it's back to you either you're going to respond or react man our sin nature is where we react right man <laughs> through god the way god does it he just responds right. so i'm i'm trying to practice okay do not react and snap on this dude because of his reasoning to why he says no. Mm -hmm. Instead, respond to it in a way that is honoring 
Because at the end of the day, we disrespect God on a daily basis. We upset him and he still loves us anyway. Yeah. And that is the toughest thing for a human being to do. Yeah. No doubt. And at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're not perfect. Sometimes we react and then sometimes we respond. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Andy, we appreciate you, bro. We um we just got a couple more questions. We're gonna wrap up because uh yeah. we don't want you to give all the all the way uh, all the jewels, all the gems. They gotta they gotta pay for some of this. Uh so <laughs> y'all gonna have to go and pay for your own session with Andy. Um, but one more question before we get into like our, our last short segment. Uh we kind of wanna do something fun before we get off of here. Um, yeah. for laugh. Uh, but the last question I wanted to ask you regarding success, right? Define what success is in relation to walking in your purpose and in the times in your life where you felt disappointed or you felt you weren't as successful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you push forward? So kind of talk about those two elements, what success is and then how did you keep pushing forward in those rough periods where it's like, whether it's an injury or just life, man, things aren't happening in the timing you want or whatever. How did you keep pushing forward? Yeah. So the way I, cause a lot of people look at success, they have different metrics, right? You know, if I make this amount of money, if I hit this goal, if I'm doing this at this age or this, this and that, that's their view of success. Mine is, Am I doing it to the best of my abilities? That's my, that's my gauge of my success. So when I did the Reebok thing, did I give it all? Did I give it my best? Did I train those people the best way I could have? Did I prepare my marketing plan the best way I could have? Did I eat well enough to look good enough for the, you know what I'm saying? There's at the end of the day, it's, it's very, personal mm-hmm. your success is not going to be the same as my success success and that's a problem people compare themselves to other people and when you and when you compare yourself you're like looking left and right comparison breeds doubt which will delay your purpose it'll wow. keep you like you're looking left and right and when you when you're looking left and right if i if i'm like i'm when i was running track and if i'm in the lane and i'm running as soon as I look left, what happens? You veer a little to the left. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you look right, like that purple, like that beautiful picture that was taken of Michael Phelps, he was focused. He's swimming. Yeah. Oh yep. boy, he's looking at Michael Phelps. That's right. why he lost. He was fo- He was looking left and right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You need to fo- focus on yourself in the sense of yes, your metrics of what success looks like, and that should be you doing it to the best of your ability. Yes, sir. You have certain abilities. He has certain abilities. People are talented and gifted in different areas. Now, if you do it the best of your ability and it's better than the next person, then you're you're successful. Right. If you do it to the best of your ability and you lose, you're still successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did I push through? It's because I I have a I have a crazy competitive will. At the end of the day, if I set my mind to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not out of arrogance. It's just I'm wired that way. I'm just like, 
If I say I'm going to go lunge for 20 minutes, if I stop short of 19 minutes, I'm not successful because I could have did it. I could have did it. I just quit. So I wasn't successful. I didn't push through. It's one of those moments when you're not feeling like working out or you're not feeling like finishing that project or writing or reading or staying consistent. You're not being the best version of yourself. And if you're not the best version of yourself, in my opinion, you're not successful. There you go. Boom. Point blank period. <laughs> well, there you have it. I think that is a great exclamation point. To the mind of a champion. <laughs> man. So, before we get off of here, man, got some trivia questions for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Since you are the health guru and okay. the guru, <laughs> got some, uh, some trivia questions. I'm going to just ask you, and you got to fire off, like, first thing that comes to your mind. Just rapid fire, okay? All right. First question is, what is the best food you could possibly eat? Go. Kale. Why? Really? All all the pop. Like, nutrient, the the nutrient, the nutrient. Bro, wrong (laughs) and time out. (laughs) You said first thing that came to mind. I said okay. kale, bro. There's so many nutrients in kale, and there's so many of ways that you can make it. Don't let, don't let Kelly. We ain't gonna let my wife hear this because she's. Like, <laughs> I told you. I told you. Get up in that behind. Now listen to Dooley now. <laughs> and you know what? There could be other stuff. Listeners are like, "Well, what about ginger? What about?" It's <laughs> like, yo. First thing that came to mind, and right. power I know that's in the greens of kale. Okay. Kale. Yes, kale. sir. Okay. All right. Second question. Yeah. What is the worst food you could possibly eat? Go. Mm. I'm going to say pork. Yeah. Wow. Over candy, over all that. Okay, hold on. Hold Think on. about it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the bacon's worst. in there, and bacon, pork. You know what? I You're right. Here's the thing. I think the worst is definitely pure sugar. Pure sugar. Mm. Because sugar, when you don't burn it up and use it, guess what happens? It turns the fat. I got to slide out of here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, guilty, I'm guilty, dude. I'm hey, guilty, we all bro. are. We I'm all guilty, are. We man, all are. Because the sugar, the sugar, literally, if you don't burn up those, that sugar... It sits in you and turns to fat. Got you. Got you. And here's a here's a another flip. That's why you hear carbs is like carbs isn't the enemy. It's just not knowing how to take it in and eat it and use it properly. Because the carbs produce energy and glucose, you know, so that's good. But if you're not burning up those carbs, Mm -hmm. the carbs now turn to sugar. And then the sugar. Now it's now it's weight. <laughs> now there's weight. Now, now you got some extra. Now you got some extra LBs on you. <laughs> A few of them. Another quick okay. trivia. Go for it. Best exercise you can do. Burpee. Dang. Dang. Yes, sir. It is one yes, of the. Sir. It's one of the toughest, but it's one yep. of the best. If you can do burpees, full burpee, push up, back up. Yeah. Jump up. Mm, yep. Full, full, full it's such a compound movement and it's an athletic movement. And you're using so many muscles. 
-hmm. I can go down to different muscles and the anatomy of all that you're using. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I subscribe to the calisthenic lifestyle. I love calisthenics. I love pull-ups, push-ups, burpees, all that. Cause you're an athlete and real strong. That's real strength when you can pull yourself up. Right. I almost feel like you shouldn't touch weights if you cannot pull your own self up 10 times. That's real. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to move on into something. But that's real, bro. Mm-hmm. You ain't never lied, man. That ain't real. And after, uh, after y'all done listening to this, when you do go to his IG, subscribe to his IG, uh, subscribe to his YouTube, the whole nine, we're going to list it out in a second. Um, you will see this man doing Superman <laughs> Um, push-ups, the whole nine, and, and not just doing them, but he's posing in midair, saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Like it's insanity. <laughs> Dude, you probably get on my nerve. I'd probably be just sitting there looking at you, like, "Why are you smiling right now? <laughs> Why are you smiling right now? Take the smile off your face!" <laughs> oh man, that's bro. what's up. Okay, all right. <laughs> Next question is, yeah. What athlete would be your twin? Ooh. I know who I'm saying. I would like to say LeBron James would be my twin. Got you. Why though? Is it for his is it for his his physique or his ability? What? Why? Work what trait? No, his competitive trait. Gotcha. He, he wants to win and take over. Not he does not just want to win, he wants to take over. He wants it to be demonstrative. He he's a like he sets his mind to it and he he fulfills it regardless. Point blank, he does it. He okay. follows through, and it, that takes consistency and hard work. And I'm telling you, consistency plus hard work plus patience will equal success. Facts, facts. I was gonna say Tristan Thompson. Uh, next mm. question. Um, hmm. Tristan Thompson. Like, he looked like Tristan Thompson right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, Tristan Thompson, he's an Iron Man. Hey, no, he, Tristan Thompson is a dog. Like, let's not he get into do games. That's I'm like, yo, like you talking about workhorses? Yeah, he's yeah. a dog. Yeah, like, one of my other favorite athletes, bro, is OBJ. Who? OBJ. OBJ. Oh, Odell yeah. Beckham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say my three right now would be LeBron, OBJ, and um, Saquon Barkley. Oh. So. Hey, man. It, Saquon's legs, bro. What is that? Savage. That's, Savage. that's like, that's yeah. crazy. That's why he will be one of the goats at the end. Does he stay healthy and get a line? He's going to be one of the goats. He's, he's stupid. It's scary, man. Mm-hmm. It's now, really scary. The top five athletes of all time. Oh, you know what? I don't want to take over. You go ahead. No, go no, ahead. do it. Go, go ahead. You got you here now. You here oh, now. Serve it okay. up. Okay. MJ. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Okay. His com- his competitiveness is ridiculous, bro. I can't argue with that. Unmatched. This yeah. man. Yeah. Him. You know who else I would have in my top five? Bo Jackson. Yeah. Deion Sanders. Okay, prime time. Mm-hmm. Prime time. Randy Moss. Okay. Freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Ooh. 
And I'm talking about these dudes in their prime. Mm. Uh, I mean, we already know LeBron and those guys and I was just talking about, but. Oh, my goodness. Who is the most, who is the greatest underrated athlete to you? Who's the greatest, most underrated athlete to me? Yes. Like, they are great, but they do not get the credit they really deserve. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather. That is great. Goodbye. <laughs> he said it, America. I didn't say it. He said it. Floyd Mayweather. But it's true. Hey, bro. Hey, look, the work he put in. Let me tell y'all, bro, to fight like he did. Like, the way that, that's real boxing. That's sweet science. That's the sweet he, science. He walked away undefeated with no scars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This man exactly. walked away with no scars, no brain damage, nothing. Exactly. And if you yeah. watch and break down the film, what he does is beautiful. Uh, right. People complain. I get it because this is what they want. They've obviously never boxed or fought in their life yeah. because they want you to go ahead and beat, get your head beat in yeah. and just go ahead and squabble. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what, what, when you're getting hit in the face and in the head, let me tell you, that's nothing nice. It's not pleasant. <laughs> it's not pleasant. I boxed. Mm-hmm. And I learned, like, you know what? Nah, this is not going to be my profession. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> nope. Plus, so this is a this is a whole other episode. We had to have you back on the show, bro, Most to talk bro. about the mental aspect. Like, when you're under those lights, right, and you know the whole world is watching, to keep your I know Imano. <laughs> it's just bro. you. It's like, just you. Any any slip up, it's over. Everybody see your lip all the way over here. They put it in slow mo. Peace <laughs> going. Sports Center new. And the way the cameras are now, you got cameras yep. shooting at eight K. Yep, easily trending in the pores and everything. Hey man, look, we could go on for days. Last question, all right? Because it's yeah, yeah. only right. As uh-huh. a true representative of Reebok, what is the best Reebok shoe to purchase right now? The Allen Iverson question. Hey, let's go! <laughs> hey, this has been another edition. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you have? Do you have? Like, do you? How many pairs do you have, bro? <laughs> Dooley's a sneakerhead. You know I'm it. a sneakerhead. Let me lift. Let me um, see if I can gingerly lift this up. Oh, you about to Hold make on. me cry? Hold on. Are you going to make me Oh, There's a sneak peek. There's a sneak peek. Hold on, hold on. Not hold a on, sneak peek? On. What is you doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many pairs of questions do you own? Questions? I have... Let me see. I'll look. Because that's one of my tops. Oh, he's still counting. Oh, he's still counting. <laughs> I have eight. That's... All right. I love me some quick. Okay. Oh my gosh. Amazing, man. And this too right here. Amazing. Bro, listen, listen. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come visit and uh just uh <laughs> take a gander around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go through. Go through hey bro, man, man, we we really we truly appreciate you, bro. We know you gotta you got family and you know, gotta get back to business, man. Yeah, and thank you so so much, bro. This has been powerful. Um, to our viewers and our listeners, um, 
please go check go check out Andy Dooley's uh, page and everything. Yeah, so um, actually speaking of that, Dooley, go ahead, tell the people where we can find you, where we please. can follow you, um, and anything that you can say that you got uh, coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. Um, I made it really easy. It's Andy L. Dooley. That's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. Uh, my website is Andy L. Dooley. I've on my Instagram, if you just go to my Instagram, Andy L. Dooley, I have a link tree in a bio. My TikTok's on there, all of it. Everything you need to know, my podcast, the Do Work podcast, yes, everything's in that link tree bio. Love it, love it, love it. I'm following right now. Mm-hmm. I'm Thank you. Right now, and even, um, and even, I'll just, I know you didn't say it, but I'll plug it for you. Uh, Andy has a, um, his a video journey going on right now. Oh um, yes, going from quarantine body to pristine body. Yes, uh, so on YouTube that's going on right now oh, on YouTube, bro. going his journey. And when you follow him on Instagram, this man has been doing twenty minutes of lunges for at least twenty days yep. straight. Yes, I think sir. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna start with prayer for twenty minutes. <laughs> 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 Man, that's real, bro. That's great work. So, Thank and you, you do so. Uh, you do um like life coach sessions. Yeah, too? health coaching. Health, health coaching. coaching. So, yeah, a, all our listeners and viewers, reach out to them, hit them up. If you need yeah. somebody to work with you, help you get your life together in that regard. He's your man. So absolutely. Thank you once again, bro. We appreciate your time. Thank you for all the knowledge, insight you sure. shared, bro. Hopefully, we can come back and do a part two. I'm uh, down, bro. Y'all, you guys are dope. For sure, man. It, man. And uh, for our listeners and viewers, this has been another edition of the Man. man. Hold on, wait, wait. No, Dooley, you got to do it with us. Oh, hey, I didn't want to. Hey, hey. You on the show, yes, sir? It, you on TMLP, hey. so yes, sir. you got TMLP. Okay, yes, I'm with it. So this has been another edition of the uh-huh. Man, man. Listen. Podcast with John Winfrey, Jason Dante, and special guests, your boy Dooley, aka Mr. Do Work. Yes, Let's sir. Go. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. God bless y'all. We'll catch y'all next time. If your boy got energy for a reason. Let's go. This ghost. Hey. hey. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, good people. Thank you for listening to the Man Listen Podcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe our podcast on Google, Apple, and Spotify. And go follow us on Facebook at the TMLP Show. Yeah, what good for you? Get your nutrition. Yeah, you're listening to. Man, listen.